Hey, this is Justin Shank of the Growth Now Movement. I connected with Pablo at PodFest and you should connect with him because he is everybody's biggest cheerleader. He will make you feel like you are worth a million dollars. He will let everybody know what you do, who you are, and what you bring to the table. And he is truly a superstar. So make sure you connect with him. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, in my walks, every man I meet is my superior in some way. And in that, I learn from him. This means every single person you ever interacted with has done something slightly different than every single other person and therefore has something to teach you. And you, my friend, have something to teach them. This means every conversation you have is both a chance to learn something and a chance to make an impact. Every networking event or conference you walk into is both a library and your stage. Your network is your personal Google and you are a part of everyone's Wikipedia. My name is Pablo Gonzalez, and I am your Chief Executive Connector. Follow me as we meet people in my walks. Find out what we can learn from them, what they've learned from others, and what made them want to connect so you can learn to gain and give value to others in all of your interactions. I am terrible at asking for stuff, but if you want to do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast. Let me know what you've learned from each episode, or at the very least, Hit me up if I can ever be of service or any kind of value to you. Now, without further ado, let's get connected. Welcome to the Chief Executive Connector Podcast. I am your host and Chief Executive Connector, Pablo Gonzalez. And uh, with me today is, I'm not going to lie, I've never been nervous before doing an interview, but uh, I am right now, they say, they say don't meet your heroes, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, but I am with us today is Justin Shank, who is the host of my favorite podcast, somebody that's had a, a, a big, big influence in my life from afar. And I, I'm lucky enough to start growing a, a interpersonal relationship. Now he is the host of the Growth Now Movement podcast, which is my favorite podcast. He is the facilitator of the Purpose and Movement Mastermind. And he's also throwing this event that I've really been looking forward to for like a year now, which is the Growth Now Movement live event that we're going to talk about a bunch on this podcast because I'm going and I want you to be there with me. But you know, he's also on a very personal level at at my at my bottom in the beginning of 2019 when I was reinventing myself. I I found Justin's voice online, and it became a very crucial part of my building up of my psyche. And because of that, I just have like an uncomfortable amount of like appreciation for him, which will uh, overflow in this episode. Uh, but without further ado. <laughs> Justin Shank. What's up, Justin? How are you, man? Pablo, man, I'm good, dude. Like, I appreciate you so much, you know, and, and it's so funny. You, you, you saying those things is weird for me to hear. Like, as you know, like I have a hard time receiving those things because I'm such a giver. Um, but dude, like you've been, you've been incredible since we've been able to connect. And I think it's a, I think it's a good example. And I'm sure we'll get into this in some way, shape or form. Um, but I think it's a good example to just show up as yourself, no matter who, who the person is you're, and this is not me to, this is not me to my own horn. I'm talking about the people that I've been able to approach. Mm -hmm. Um, but you're no matter who you are, who you think you are, who you think you're listening to slash watching slash absorbing content, 
if you show up as yourself, man, like great things happen and, and friendships happen and connections happen. And, and that's kind of where we are. And that's why we're here now, man. And I'm, I'm just pumped about this show and I'm honored that you invited me on. Dude, it's it, man, like to think that I'm on with you right now, like I'm a little bit flustered, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, bro. Like we'll, we'll, we'll get into some of the journey on, on, on this conversation, I'm sure, but it's not about me, man. It's about you. So I didn't prep you for this question because I think that A, you're a pro. But, you know, B, you're really good about this. And my big thesis on human connection, one of them, is that the two quickest way to, to, that you build connection with someone is if they add value to your life, which I'm sure we're going to do on this episode in our conversation, but also if you share a vulnerability with them. So I, I start the show asking all my guests, what are you struggling with? Or, or like, what have you really struggled with in the past, right? Let's ask you to, to share a little bit of that because of course I'm painting you like as a superhuman. So I want people to know that you're just a real dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've struggled with so much, like uh, so, 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 so much through my life. But uh, I mean, I'll, I'd, I'd rather dive into what I'm struggling with now yeah. um, just because if I told you everything I struggled with, we'd be here forever. But right now we're in a weird time, right? Like we got COVID happening not happening whatever you want to believe i don't you know we can go down multiple paths but the reality is it's a weird world right now and it's completely shifted a lot of or at least a large chunk of what i do which is the live event which you mentioned at the beginning of this you're like i've been i mean i've been excited about it for a year you you should already be three months past the event at the reality or four months i don't even know four months past the event at this point um but i'm i'm struggling with a shift in my approach to business right so we're going online we're going virtual with it even though i'm honoring the tickets and i, I want to go back to live in 2021 um but i'm shifting into a virtual mode where the, the struggle is internal for me from the standpoint of how do I deliver on the level that I knew I was delivering with the live event virtually? Uh, and that was always my, I was always anti, everybody's like, you should go virtual, you should do this. And they were, they were saying that before COVID to you know, increase income and all the other things you can talk about business. But the reality is like, I was like, no, it's about human connection. It's about community. It's about the energy that's in a physically in a room. Um, and so I'm struggling with that. Like, can I deliver, right? You have those internal battles of like, whatever, like I'm a 10 X deliverer, like whoever invests in me, I promise you I'll deliver 10 X or whatever the dollar amount is. Um, and so here we are. Right. And so it's about putting those pieces together and making sure I'm delivering. Um, but it's more of that internal battle of, am I going to show up in the way that I'm supposed to virtually that I did live? And so we'll find out. I mean, the only way to find out is to show up and do it and step-by-step step put it all together. So September 25, 26, here we go. Here we go, son. I'll be there, man. So uh, not only that, but right, if you're not, I'm wearing the shirt, right? Like I'm, yes. I'm all in, right? Like I, I don't know. <laughs> have you ever seen the movie PCU? Have you ever seen that movie? I have not. So there's just like a line in the shirt in the in that. It's about, it's actually, it probably plays really well right now. It was like an early 90s movie with like David Spade and Jeremy, the guy from Entourage. That's like the hype. Uh, uh, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, Piven, yeah. And uh, and it's like this like over-the-top politically correct university and all the funny stuff, the zany things that happened there. But like there's a part where like John Favreau, it's like John Favreau is one of his first movies. He's this big fat dude. And he's like going to a, a concert and Jeremy Piven pulls him aside and goes, whoa, whoa, you're wearing the shirt of the band you're going to go see at a concert? Don't be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that I know that theory of like you don't be that person, but I didn't yeah. know where it came from. And now I know. Maybe, yeah, that's where it came from for me. Who knows, right? So, all right, back to, back to, back to the interview, right? Yeah. You know, we're going to get into the, we're going to get into the live event, right? Because I think it's at the thesis of everything, right? Like your whole, your whole platform is growth, right? Mm -hmm. Growth now movement podcast, growth now movement live. 
And I think that what you're going through right now is a major personal period of growth because you're going to have to face this demon, right? Um, but I would like to kind of start to, to take a page out of your book, right? Like, can we start at the beginning and then give us the episode one of how you got there? And then we'll just kind of like play around in that space afterwards. Yeah, man, for sure. Like this is what I do every single day. I mean, I wake up and I pinch myself because I, I shouldn't be where I am. I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. You know, if you rewound to when I was, uh, you know, when I was in high school and I say often, and you've heard it probably a million times at this point. Um, but if there was a senior superlative in high school for at least like likely to succeed, it would have been me. Um, you know, my mom at that time was in the middle of a 20 year opioid addiction. My dad was in jail and I had a 1.7 GPA. And so like, you look at that and all signs pointed to, you've got no shot kid. Like actually, I believe the statistics are if your parent has an addiction, there's a 50% chance you'll end up with an addiction. If your parent's in jail, you have a 50% chance of ending up in jail. Like I'm 100% screwed. Like let's, let's write it down, right? Like that's my path. And so when I was 19, I got introduced to a book called Who Moved My Cheese? Um, and it, that's what introduced me to self-development. And so whenever somebody asks me like, what's your favorite book? That's what I say because that's what got me into it. Um, and it's really about understanding that change is inevitable, but it's how you react to that change. It's how you react to the things that are happening to you. And so it completely shifted my thinking, knowing that, okay, it doesn't matter. The past doesn't matter. The things that happened to me, it doesn't matter. What matters are the choices I make right now to create a better tomorrow for myself going forward. Um, and so it became a long journey of figuring out what that meant. Like, what is the vehicle? What is the thing I wanted to do to, to, cause I've always had this innate desire to, to inspire people, to help people figure stuff out, to do all these things. And it was always that struggle of like, what's the vehicle. And I had in the past, I had three failed businesses. I used to do live events, which is funny that I'm back into live events as a portion of my business. Uh, I used to do live events. I tried to launch a, a coaching business. I tried to launch an app all failed. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and so I was like, I don't know what's next. Like, do I just keep going? Do I, do I try something else? And so I was listening to a pod, one podcast in particular for a while. I won't mention it cause I don't like the guy who hosted after I got to know him. Um, but I listened to one podcast for a while and it really inspired me to realize that I can at least take this here little microphone and talk to people who inspire me and learn how to be a better businessman. Like how do I actually grow a business? So the original idea of the growth now movement was we were going to be a business podcast. We were going to talk about business, how to grow a business. And our, you know, the whole idea was if, the, if there was an audience, it'd be an entrepreneurial audience. So they knew how to, to do business better, just like my co-host at the time and I. Uh, and that was the original idea. But five months before I launched the podcast was the worst day of my life. Uh, my mom lost her 20-year battle to opioids and it completely shifted the entire direction and the approach of, of my life. Not even business, just my life. It, the end goal no longer mattered. What mattered was how do I enjoy every single moment? And so what were organically what the growth now movement became was the idea that yes, we must have goals. Yes, we must consistently improve. Yes, we must grow, but we have to enjoy every step of the way, whether it's the rock bottom moments, whether it's the setbacks, the huge wins, the little wins, how do we do that? Um, and so I've been able to learn from some of the most incredible human beings on the planet how to do that many of which have become my friends. Um, and I've been able to truly grow into the person that I never realized I could be what wanted to be, if that makes sense. Like I didn't yeah. know this could ever be my thing, um, but I, that's what I wanted, right? And it was just funny because I say all the time, I bought this $65 microphone that I still use today on purpose. I bought this $65 microphone four and a half years ago and my life has completely changed um, because of it. And, and it was 
it was quite the journey. It was quite the learning what podcasting was for the longest time. I had 30 people listening to my show and now it gets played in a hundred countries every single week. Um, but the reality is, was that consistently showing up and, and essentially what I was preaching of like living in the understanding that if we grow 1% every single day, the compound effect of the actions that we take are going to lead us to what we want to be or who we want to be. I love it, man. I love it. And you now sit here before me as somebody that has been mentioned in Inc. Five, you know, in Inc. Magazine as the top five podcasts that entrepreneurs need to listen to. You have a yearly life event, right? Like you are, you are bringing together people at scale. You have thousands of downloads. But when you were kind of when you were kind of starting, and I'm and I'm I'm diving into this. You don't talk about this too much, but I'm diving into this because the, our friend that's listening right now is probably one degree of separation from me, right? Like probably somebody that, that has known me, probably knew me in corporate America, and, and they've seen the, the massive like shift that I took that is, that is very vulnerable. And you have a very similar background in corporate America. You were also, if I'm not mistaken, like a Fortune 500 middle manager that was doing well or something yeah. like that, right? Can you, can you kind of talk about where you were when you because you talked about your entrepreneurial business, but you know, t- give me give me a little bit of like the pain points in corporate America that made you want to get out before you even got to the to the moment where your mom taught you those beautiful lessons. Yeah, dude. Honestly, like if I if I looked at what I didn't like about the corporate world more than anything, it was the fact that I was told what to do, what to wear, when to show up, when to leave, when to go to the bathroom, when to check my emails, when to reply, not to reply. Um, and so it was really about the freedom for me. Like I was like, look, yeah, sure. I, I can pay my bills. I live a great life. I live a, or a fine life. I traveled, I did all these things. Um, and, it, but it was really that idea of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not free. I'm not happy. Like I live for the two to three weeks of vacation. I got a year and I say two to three because I got three. They, they allowed me three years of vacation a year. Um, and I could usually only take two because I was the manager. So therefore I couldn't always take off. Right. And there were blockouts and this and like, cool. You can First take vacation, of the month got to be there. You know, yeah. Like you can take vacation, but we're going to tell you when you can and can't take it. Therefore, yeah. by the end of the year, you're going to have roll rollover. So you're collecting like nine weeks of vacation for a year. You can't take, um, but it was really about the freedom. Uh, and, and honestly, I didn't feel fulfilled, right? Like the greater thing is there was no fulfillment with what I was doing. Yeah. So I was in medical sales and I actually had a lot of interaction with a number of the patients that we dealt with. And it was really neat. I mean, to see how we were helping them and stuff like that, but it wasn't really, that wasn't my passion. My passion was to let people know that like, it doesn't matter where you come from. You can create the life that you want. But then I went, holy crap, I'm not living the life that I want. So how, how can I be that voice without being that person? Right. And so actually I ended up getting fired from my last job that I had. Um, and that kind of sent me on the trajectory to figure this out the right way. Right. Like I had, I had a side, I had the small side business. Like I was making some money on the side with what I was doing. Cause the ultimate goal was to grow that to replace the income so I could jump in, but I got pushed and the, the, you know, the income wasn't quite there. Um, and we can get into it and I don't want to ramble on, but honestly, like, it was saying yes in a moment where I shouldn't have said yes that led to my business blowing up and, and being able to financially support myself and, um, and let me live the life that I want to live and, and make the impact that I want to make. And, you know, it was really that moment. I, so I'd got asked to speak at an event and this is, this is before I got paid to speak. Like I was just getting into the speaking thing and somebody said, Hey, can you come down and speak at my event in Florida? Um, now I live in Pennsylvania. 
And I was like, yeah, well, maybe I'll let you know because I just got fired from the job. They were asking me to speak about podcasting because the podcast was taken off. The business hadn't yet. And I was like, yeah, I'll let you, hold on. I'll let you know in a day or two. Because honestly, I looked at my bank account and I went, I either go to this event or I pay rent. Like that was the thing. Um, and so I decided yes is the answer. And I flew down to Florida and I had to pay for my flight, had to pay for my hotel, had to pay for the trip into Disney, had to pay for my food. And I was like, this is it, man. Like I better learn something here while I'm here. And I connected with a guy named Mike Kim and him and I sat down for a drink and he said something to me that completely shifted my mindset. And in the next three weeks, I made $22,000. From that standpoint, I realized the answer, if I'm feeling like I am not in abundance, the answer is to switch into abundance and say yes, yes and show up and surround yourself with the right people. And that's going to change so much for you. That's, uh, do you, I, I've never heard that story, right? Like, really? I, I, yeah, really, really. Like I never heard, I don't think, or, or maybe I did in, in the beginning of when I was like super just like balls deep in your content. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, what did Mike tell you? Well, first of all, I think Mike's the coolest, right? Like he, you, yeah. ha- you had him in the, in the purpose and movement, the purpose and movement mastermind. Growth, yeah. yeah. Purpose and movement mastermind call. And he's, he's amazing. Right. And I heard him on your show and I was like, this guy is super likable. Yeah. Um, what did he, uh, what did he tell you? Yeah. So we were, we were chatting and I told him what I was doing, which was, which was a podcast production coaching business. Cause that was kind of what I was the professional at, right? Like I'm not the believer in buy the certificate and then become that like, Oh, I got the life coach certificate. Let me now teach you how to life when I'm not lifing. Um, so it was like, okay, I figured out podcasting. That's where I'm going. And we were chatting and he goes, dude, you're in a business right now to be the fi- the fastest one to go broke. And you need to think about it differently and you need to think about corporations and you need to think about more on the consulting side than you are on the production side. Uh, and then I ended up closing three deals that totaled $22,000 in, in the next three weeks. Um, and it was like this life-changing thing, but it was, but more than anything than the X's and O's, right? Like people are thinking like, well, I'm not a podcast production person. That means nothing to me. Yeah. The reality is sometimes we just have to think bigger than we believe in ourselves at the time. I didn't believe that I was good enough to do that. And when he goes very matter of fact said, no, this is what you need to be doing after he saw my keynote, I was like, okay, cool. That makes sense then. I guess I'm going to do it, right? And I still wasn't 100% sure, but I was more like 90% sure instead of 30% sure. Um, But sometimes we have to get outside of ourselves to realize that our worth is a lot more than we think it is. Mm, Totally, man. Totally. That's okay. So when he said you're in the business of not growing, it wasn't that your business is going broke. It's that your mindset is you're trying to not go broke as opposed to you're you're trying to go big, right? That's kind of what it meant. Yes and no. I mean, we were talking the ex- the dollar amounts of things oh, okay. too. I okay. mean, when you look at podcast production, unless you're working with a good company, you can get it real cheap um, yeah. and where you're going to have to have the massive numbers. So I actually ended up, what I ended up doing, and, and this is completely back end uh, what my business is. I work with major corporations with their podcasts and multiple seven figure entrepreneurs with their podcasts. I don't mm-hmm. deal with people who are trying to break into podcasting. I don't do any of that stuff. Um, and I charge a premium and I'm not, I don't apologize to charge a premium for what I do. You can go and get it cheaper. And I tell them that right away. Um, but it's about understanding that what I'm going to deliver for you is better than anybody else. Um, and then I offer the coaching on top of that. So it was the idea of like, well, I'm shifting who I'm, who I'm going to communicate this to, uh, and understand that my product is is worth more than than what other people's products are. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense. That makes total sense. It's it's one part one part offer and pricing strategy, and another part like internal talk of understanding that you're better than the next guy. And no matter how big the dollar amount sounds, 
you know, like it's worth it because what they would have paid for anybody else, it's the, the, the marginal cost is less than the marginal value. I totally get that. And what I love about that story, which also echoes in, the, in, the other, in another story that, that, I, that I am very familiar with and is right in the spine of the DNA of what this podcast is about and what my life is about, is the ability for one relationship, one person, one little nugget of advice for somebody to completely radically change your trajectory, right? Like that, that to me is the essence of everything I'm about and the reason why I'm so obsessed with trying to understand the value in each and every single person. And you have a great story of how your podcast guesting kind of blew up, right? It, which, which goes along those lines. It, I don't know if you, do you want to tell it? Because we, we can go a bunch of different ways. Um, I'm talking about your, all right, so I'll, I'll just say it quick because I think there's other yeah. things I want to get into. Yeah. But I found you because, so I saw Joel Marion speak at the Capitalism right. Conference. Yeah. And then I was like, this dude's impressive. He was in like a rotation of podcasts that I would pay attention to, but not always tune into. And at some point, you know, I knew that podcasting was in my future and he had a hook point on one of his episodes. I was like, how to grow the best podcast ever or whatever, right? Like, and it was you. And you tell the story of, man, I was interviewing, you know, I met this guy at a, at a, at a conference, Fabio Viviani. Yeah, Fabio. Yeah. And, I have him on my, and I have him on my show. And right after the show, he's like, dude, you're really good at this. I'm going to introduce you to 50 people. So my mind immediately went to, I need to go listen to that episode, right? And then that's how you entered my ecosystem. You know, and then, and then, you know, shortcut is the idea that your guest list totally leveled up once Fabio opened o- open that door. And, yeah. and, and it's also another macro example of me being changed by, you know, somebody saying something and then finding you, which then led to a bunch of other externalities. Yeah. And that, dude, and, and it's so true. And I'm glad you actually brought this up. And I thought that's what you were talking about, but I didn't want to go in this direction. And then you were thinking that direction. You're a program. Um, you got it. You know, I, yeah, I went to an event years ago and actually I stole this for my live event where I don't tell you when the speakers are speaking, like you just got to be there. You're going to miss it. Uh, This event was like that. And here's why I stole it from my event. One of the speakers was Fabio. I don't watch TV, let alone reality TV. And I didn't know who he was. So if anybody doesn't know who he is, he is the uh, America's top chef on, you know, that television show. And he's very, very famous from it. He owns like 37 restaurants now and stuff like that. But I didn't know anything about him. I was like, who cares about a chef? He spoke, he blew me away. And I turned to my friend next to me and I said, dude, I need to be friends with that guy. Like that was my immediate, immediate reaction when I saw him speak. And I ended up getting him on my podcast and we had a great chat. He's an incredible human being. He's exactly how he is on all platforms slash stages, whatever. Um, and at the end, he, like you said, he, he's like, I want to introduce you to people. And he ended up introducing me to like Andy Frisella and Gary V and like all these crazy people. Although Gary never came on the show, we got close and then it all fell apart. But he ended up doing that for me. And it was 50 individual emails that he wrote for me. And then he also keynoted my event, my first year event last year. Now, this is a guy who doesn't speak for less than $20,000 and he doesn't talk in front of less than 400 people. I had 150 people there and I didn't pay him a dime. And that just speaks to who he is. Um, but I am, I'm getting better at understanding my strengths. So that also speaks to who I am, which yes. I'm a giver. You know what I mean? And so I think the reality, and you are too, right? Like you show up and you give and you give and you give and don't expect anything in return. At the end of the day, the universe will pay you back. It might not be the way you want it, want it to, but it will. Dude, you totally transitioned three steps right in front of me. It was fantastic because I was, I was going to go right there. When you said he just showed up for me for free and whatever, I'm like, I hear a lot of that. You know, I, 
I see a lot of you, I see myself in your story, right? Which is why I'm so inspired by it, right? Like I, I have a lot of people that do free stuff for me all the time. And, and, and you have it, you know, like I know that everybody at your event is a, is a high price speaker that is, that is basically speaking for free and, and, and whatever. And then I was going to go straight to that. It's that you are somebody that has, and I resonate so much with just like service mindset that it took me to like my early thirties to key into right? Like I, I didn't, at first I was like, no, the world serves. I, I never thought the world served me, but I thought like it was my job to be amusing, not to be of value. <laughs> right? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious, man, where, how did you develop that, like that giving service mindset? Dude, honestly, like it came from not understanding my worth. Like it came from the thing that was my demon in my life, which was like not being worthy, not being enough and wanting to be enough. And so what I used to do, and this is where a lot of people fall short when it comes to this, I used to give from a scarcity mindset. I used to give to feel worthy. Like that was the purpose of me giving. Uh, And now I give because I can, because I'm in an abundance mindset. And so I gave just to feel like I belong. But it didn't become effective until I realized that I do belong, but I still want to give. And so, you know, I think any lesson that is really worthwhile in most people's lives come from that rock bottom moment. It comes from those moments of feeling not enough or feeling sad or feeling depressed or going through whatever. Uh, and, and that's just the reality. And that if, they, if people go and listen to my podcast, like they hear that in every story. Like the last question I ask is, what's your biggest moment of growth? Yeah. And it shows you that those are, the, those are the rock bottom moments. Those are the catalysts for greatness. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think it was me not feeling worthy and not feeling enough. So I, I had to give, I had to give, but it used to drain me, whereas now it, it fills my cup um, because I've completely shifted the narrative internally for what that means. Okay. So then, so then let's flip it on its head. Then at what point, at what point did you start drawing power from that, from knowing that you were enough and you can give from that enough? Uh, 2017. So I was already, I was already into the podcast. We were already, we were already rolling and I decided that enough was enough. I, I decided I, I didn't want to be terrified before every single interview I did, whether it was Joe Schmo down the street or some celebrity. Uh, and I said, by the end of this year, I want to belong. I want to feel like I belong. And so it was my set intention to be the best interviewer that I could ever be um, and to give as much as I possibly could to every single person. And by the end of that year, the Inc. Magazine hit. And so it was before the Inc. Magazine, but it was the, the true intention setting of, I want to feel like I belong. I will belong. This is how. And I mastered a craft. And I think sometimes people don't feel like they're good enough because they don't focus in on anything. They're so, this week I'm going to try this. This week I'm going to try this. This week I'm going to try this. Instead of going, I'm going to master this one thing, right? And that was, for me, it was interviewing. And it was getting to the root of what people's heart was uh, while interviewing. And it began, honestly, it began with hearing people say, man, you're really good at this you're really good at asking the right questions. And I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. And that was like the first acknowledgement, the first head nod, the first whatever. And then the ink thing hit. That was the overall thing of like, cool. Like that was a great way. And it actually completely shifted my, my way that I set goals completely now. And, it, and that's been a game changer too on the business front and the social front and everything in between. That's amazing, man. So how does that, what was the quintessential change in how you're setting goals then? Like it's, you said that it changed it. It went from what to what? 
Um, so it used to be like, okay, cool. This year I want to make $300,000. And then mm-hmm. four years from now, I want to make a million dollars a year. Um, and I realized every time I set a financial goal to anything that I did, right? Like start a podcast so I can make X amount of dollars or start this so I can make money. Uh, it would, it would elude me that, and, and when my mom passed away, um, that shifted that perspective of like, that doesn't even matter. Like things don't matter. Like if you ask my girlfriend about things, she'll tell you that like, you can literally take anything, anything physical thing that I own and smash the shit out of it and destroy it. And I won't care. Like things don't matter to me. Um, and so it was the shifting of like, okay, well, if that doesn't matter to me, why is that a goal? If money doesn't actually matter, things don't actually matter. Why is that a goal for me? Now, do I want money in my life? Yes. I want money in my life because the more abundance I have, the more I can give. But what matters to me is acknowledgement, love from people I admire, knowing that I'm impacting lives, even if I don't know who I'm impacting. These are the things that matter. And so I said, I want to change how I set goals. And so in 2017, I set the goal of, I want to feel like I belong, which means I'm in the right room, which means I belong interviewing these people that I admire. In 2018, I said, I want to actually be in the room now. I'm ready to be in the room. And by the end of the year, I was invited on their stages. I was sharing Airbnbs with some of the top motivational speakers and Bellator MMA fighters in the world. In 2019, I set the table and I had my live event. Um, And so it was always, it's funny, it became a trend of like setting tables or sitting at tables and all these things. Uh, And 2020, about four months ago, I said, now I want to be invited to the table. Meaning these people I admire, I want to be invited onto their platform to speak to their audience and to really serve their audience with my message and, and what I've been through. And, and just actually last week, I was on David Meltzer's, one of David Meltzer's shows. He has three of them. Um, but I was on one of David Meltzer's shows and I was invited by him to come on and tell my story. Um, and so it's really funny when you put a true intention and purpose behind a goal it just, it, it happens, right? It's easier to take the actions you need to take to put yourself in those situations. Beautiful, man. Listen, I hear in your story, first of all, it's incredible how we have come to the same kind of like outlook on just about everything through completely different paths. And it makes me think that there is just like one truth kind of, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it really feels very universally like nourishing. The other thing I keep hearing is something that Andre Young said really articulately in your podcast, uh, which another dude I have a major man crush with, um, he said something along the lines of, if you keep your eyes open in your darkest moments, you get to see, you find light where others only see darkness and you, and you find your, your deepest truths and, and like really what you're made of. And that, that like key of what, what you're, that one puzzle piece you're missing is found in those moments. And I see you now as a guy that, You've accomplished all these goals. You got to enjoy a really nice season of like a sick trajectory, right? Like these last three years for you seem like they've been a pretty badass trajectory. You set the table, you've done all this stuff. And now this baby of yours, like I know that one of your big goals was this live event and a yearly live event. And and it's been an embattled baby now for like <laughs> five, six, right? Since March, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right? And, and now you're having to deliver this baby, <laughs> again, with the analogy, by the side of the road, right? Like you're, you're, you're now, you now have to like deliver this thing that you promised people in a way that you never felt comfortable in, in, in doing so. And I'm wondering, what is the lesson that you're seeing, right? Where, what's that little piece of light that you're finding in this process right now? I mean, I think it's, I think it's the story of my life, right? Like nothing is as easy as you ever expected it to be. Um, 
I think with the season now is to be more flexible, to, to take a deep breath and realize that you can't control every little aspect of everything, to find peace in chaos, to find peace and calm. Because when you look at the beginning days of COVID, everything stopped, right? And literally everything. Like the, you couldn't go to anywhere except for the grocery store. And you had to find peace in that. I was somebody who was constantly moving, constantly flying to the next thing to speak at, constantly flying to the next thing to attend. And I I say that on purpose because most people, once they become speakers, they don't think they should attend anymore, but I still do very, very often. Um, I was the person who was just move, move, move. And so when it all stopped, I was like, oh shit, like what do I do now? And so there are so many lessons from COVID in general, from being okay with calm, being okay with stepping back and, and understanding the pieces that you've put together in life, right? Like for me to look at my love relationship with my girlfriend and her two kids and how we all live together now. And that happened during COVID too, by the way, that was unreal. There's a whole lesson in that, but to see what, how far I've come to where I used to be the person who damaged those relationships on purpose, because I wasn't the worthy one to understanding how strong of a relationship we have now because of the work that I put in to start to appreciate the things that I've done. Um, But then to also be okay with pivoting, to be okay with also understanding that your vision isn't always the way that you paint it. Like I'm a big visualizer. Like it's a huge thing that I do every single day as a visualization practice. Um, Well, guess what? Like I got to somehow find a way to take this big vision that I have and make it look a little bit different. And that's okay too. Sometimes, you know, what's the, what's the Bob Ross, like the happy tree, a, a mistake. is just a happy trees, tree. Little trees. Yeah. yeah. Like, and so that, that is kind of what's happening now. And so, so many lessons from COVID from this event of, like you said, my baby now being birthed on the side of the road. <laughs> I, like um, it's, it, it's giving me an opportunity to explore a whole new horizon of like, how can I touch more people? because travel costs are no longer a thing because they don't have to get a hotel room because they don't have to travel. They don't have yeah. to be completely removed. Yeah. But then I mean, I'm taking the, the price point gets a lower drastically for people as well. Right? Like, yeah, the price point is lower. Yeah, yeah. All these, all these great things. But even beyond that, man, I yeah. think more like I go now, how do I do it better than anybody else? Hmm. That's really the vision, right? Like if I had to look at like, cool, like my live events, like a day and a half long rock concert, like that's how I promoted it. I and it truly is. But how do I do it a little bit different, a little bit better? Um, and that's always been the vision of like, how do I impact lives in a different way? How do I make people walk out and go, wow, that was incredible. I need more um, or I want more. Uh, and that's now my take on now. Let me just do it virtually. It'll be different, but it'll be just as impactful because I wouldn't be doing it if it wouldn't be. Yeah. I believe that, man. I believe that. And I think the ability to zoom out, and give yourself credit for how far along you are, right? Like, like just the, oh, it's chaos. I'm just, now I'm living with two kids and a woman, right? But <laughs> I could have never done that before, right? Um, yeah. Reminds me of this, um, I had a therapist break down to Martha and I one time, my wife, that uh, life and growth is like this like upward spiral, right? So like I, I was just looking around for this thing, right? So, so that I can show you the representation, but it's like this upward spiral where you're like iterating through, right? And when you are in these cycles, you know, you might be in a cycle for a while and then you take a jump and then you're in a cycle for a while and then you take a jump. When you're in the down cycle of the spiral, sometimes it feels like you're at the bottom, right? Like, it, mm-hmm. like that downward trajectory feels like you're at the bottom. But if you zoom out, you realize I'm not at the bottom. I'm just like in this like downward trajectory, but I'm like this far up. And kind of how you describe that made me really 
made me really think that, right? Like, and, and I think it's an amazing, amazing perspective to share. Yeah. Look, I think I th- it's something that I didn't do for a long time. Yeah. Um, and I, I, and, and I hate not giving credit where credit's due, but a mentor of mine, and I don't remember which one <laughs> said to me, Oh no, it was okay. So Justin Cavanaugh, who spoke okay. at my event last year, he's mm-hmm. a dear friend of mine, one of my best friends, um, and a mentor, like he's a great business mind. I called him the one day and he's like, what's going on? He's like, you sound stressed out. I go, dude, I, I just, I just lost an $18,000 a year client. And he goes, you do realize that you and I a year ago, were talking about how you're going to pay your rent. And now you're sad that you lost an $18,000 client that you didn't even have. He goes, understand how far you came. And that was my first like, okay, I need to just be, first of all, grateful for what I've been able to put together. Grateful for the opportunities, grateful for everything, right? Um, But then beyond that, the idea that like, I think that was a great analogy that your therapist said was like, yes, it might seem bad right now, but it was way worse before, let's be honest, right? Like as a kid, I saw my mom's car get repossessed. As an adult, I was eating hot dogs and freaking mac and cheese because that's all I could afford. I remember one time in my life, I literally went to go buy, I, I worked in a mall. I was 19 years old. I worked in a mall. Um, sold cell phones and I went to buy a slice of pizza and my credit card got rejected, bro. It was two fifty, like got rejected. And I remember the pizza guy being like, I know you here have it anyway. Like, come, I'll never be there again. I haven't worried about my credit card not going through in, in years. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, cool. Like I, I have to realize that. And so it was a massive thing for me to take it. And, and COVID helped me even further that to realize how far I came. I've come as a human, not just in business. Huge man. I'm I'm gonna pivot. You know, this is like the open form conversation. Now I want to get into some stuff that I that I kind of go through with everybody. But how yeah. how do we meet? And and what and what made you decide that you know to to give me the time of day on, on for the next one, right? Like in so, your own words. So most people would ask, "How do we meet?" And I won't I won't remember, but I actually remember some random person you tagging me on a social media post one day, and I remember being like that's really weird. I, okay. And I read the post and it was very descriptive to what I talked about in a recent podcast episode. And I was like, cool, I'm going to pay attention. I didn't start following you. I think I commented thanks or whatever. Yeah. I didn't start following you because it happens. Like people will comment or say something or whatever. And it's a flash in the pan and they disappear. And then probably about two months after that, you did it again. And I was like, all right, this is interesting. I commented again and I think I sent you a message and I was like, Hey man, just wanted to see how you've heard of the show or something. Right. Like, is this real? Like this is the right trajectory, right? Something along these lines. Yeah. Yeah. It was something like, I really appreciate you type thing. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so we started messaging here and there Then I followed you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, that was a big day for we, me for the record. <laughs> and then we just started chatting back and forth here and there and, and just talking about life. Uh, but then we physically met in person for the first time at PodFest right before COVID, like literally a week before COVID. Uh, we met in person for the first time. Did I even know you were going to be there? I don't think no, I knew. No, I didn't know you were going to be there because this is, like you said, you go to events that you don't speak at. You weren't speaking, so I'm like, no fucking way, Justin's going to be there. Yeah. I looked for it. Yeah. So I actually, I don't even know why I didn't speak. I didn't, I didn't apply. And, and then actually the owner, the guy who founded uh, podcast Chris reached awesome. out to me and he's like, dude, just come. And I was like, all right. So I went. Awesome. Um, and I mean, I love, I love Chris, one of the greatest human yeah. beings literally on the planet. Like literally. he's so kind. But yeah, man. And then you came up to me. I was like, oh, and I knew exactly who you were. And I was like, this is awesome. And we chatted for a while and got yeah. to hang out here and there. And then I went to bed before you uh, rapped during karaoke. But I'm you showed old, up, which man. I appreciate. 
which I, I did show up. Yeah, I was you exhausted. Should. You should. Um, but I'll tell you what, it was right before COVID. I wish I stayed up until the sun came up. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I look back, you know what I mean? I was, I was yeah. just too tired. So I went back to, back yeah. to sleep. But yeah, that's kind of the trajectory, right? Right. Like totally. you were adding value by letting people know about my show. And that is something that is so appreciative to me. Um, and as now, you know, as a podcast host, when somebody shares it out, you're like, yes, thank you. Like I need totally. to get this uh, more eyes on this. And, um, and whether you're doing 10 downloads or 10,000 downloads an episode, you're always appreciative of that kind of stuff. Dude, you know, normally when I bring this up, we have two differing accounts, <laughs> but you nailed it, right? Like you really, you, 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 you had it all. I didn't expect, I don't know if you were going to say I met you at PodFest, you know, or if you were going to say, you know, you really, you really do remember, man, which is pretty incredible. Um, but yeah, I bring that up because my, my, sh- my platform, things I talk about is, is, it's also very growth related, but it's growth through connection with people, right? Like yeah. specifically, and I like, to, I like to break down what works. And I think that, I, I think you articulated kind of like that I, that I came into your life as someone adding value in any way I could, right? Like I was sharing your stuff. Like I, at one point I realized that you had a hashtag that you use and I started using that hashtag, probably showed up in your feed a couple more times than it, than, mm-hmm. than my stuff would have normally showed up otherwise. So you were aware that I was doing that stuff. Um, I was going to mention the hashtag by the way too, but I was like, I'm rambling. So I'm not even going to mention the hashtag. No, but that was no. in my head. So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I did. Cool. Good to know. I did know that. And then also, um, you bought a ticket to my event, mm-hmm. and you, you did it without fanfare, right? Like here, here's the thing: there's a lot of people that will show up in your life, and this is actually really good for talking about you as the connector. And you know this for a fact. I'm not teaching you anything new. There's a lot of people that are going to show up in your life, and they're going to give, or seem like they're giving, but they're going to have a greater intention beyond just I want to help. And a lot of the times, at least if you're in tune to human beings and what they bring to the table, you know, like you've, you've met enough people in your life and I've met enough people in my life. Like I know when somebody wants something right away in return, et cetera, versus a giver. And you're somebody who just gave and you didn't ask for anything in return. I mean, I've had people buy tickets to my event and have fanfare about it and stuff like that. And it was, and like, I'll reach out to them and say, this is amazing. Thank you so much. Like, I can't wait to see you there. And they'll be like, yeah, I was like, I was hoping to get an extra ticket for a friend. Or I was hoping for an upgrade. And like you, you literally, I think I messaged you. I'm like, dude, I'm so pumped. You're going to be there. And your reply was, I'm trying to get a couple of friends to come too. Yeah. And I sold like, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah you, and you did. But it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, cool. Like this is a good dude. And then that's the people you want in your space. And if people can't figure that out, like what are you missing? What are you missing? Yeah, man. I appreciate that. I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you articulate that, right? Because I articulate that a lot. But to me, it's all about hearing other people say it, right? Like you yeah. can, you know, at the end of the day, people are going to listen to who they listen to. All right, man. Lightning round. You ready? I'm nervous about this. You know, you do it. I was really, I was really kind of thinking of doing the same lightning round that you do. But then I was like, nah, you know what? I'm not going to be a cheese dick about it. So what is your favorite restaurant? Where is it and what's the order? So you sent me these questions and this is the one that got me the most nervous because I'm the pickiest eater of all time. Um, I tend to be a creature of habit. At first I was going to tell you salad works and I have a create. So this is how much of a creature of habit I am. I have a local salad works near me that I go for lunch often and I have a create your own salad that every single person on staff, I don't have to tell them what it is. They just make it, but that's not my favorite. There's a place in New Jersey, uh, in my old town in uh, Marlton, New Jersey called Gitano's. Uh, and they have a cheeseburger sub that comes on this. 
it comes on this uh, sesame seed bun and it is freaking incredible. And now I want it because I started thinking about it. I'm like, shit, now I want it, but I don't want to drive to New Jersey, obviously. And there, I'd probably have to wear a mask. Uh, but, but, but honestly, like that's it. Gitanos, cheeseburger sub, freaking amazing. Get it all day, every day. So if anybody's listening in New Jersey, drive to Marlton and get it. What, what is it? Marlton? Where is it? Marlton. Marlton. Uh, it's right outside of Philadelphia on the Jersey side okay. um, near Cherry Hill. Uh, okay, I've heard of Cherry Hill because I saw yeah, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's no White Castle on Cherry Hill, by the way. That's the best part about that movie. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. What content are you most into right now, right? Like this could be a podcast. This could be a book you're reading. It could be a, like your Netflix and chill du jour. Yeah, so two things. I, I mean, I'm always into Rogan. Um, I think most people are, but I'm going to, I, I came up with a second one cause probably a ton of people say Rogan. Um, so there's actually a guy who was just recently on my show, uh, secretly, not so secret anymore. I'm a wrestling fan, have been my whole entire life. Uh, and for the last two years, I've consumed this guy, Chris Van Vliet, his podcast, uh, and his YouTube channel where he interviews wrestlers. And so that's something that I, I was actually just yesterday watching him and Jake, the snake Roberts, uh, chop it up. But here, here's the cool part, man. I interviewed Chris. Uh, well, I reached out to Chris on Instagram, very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just said, Hey man, I love, I love what you're all about. We'd love to have you on the podcast. And he replied and he goes, dude, I love that you reach out. He goes, I listen to your podcast regularly. It's and amazing. so we both, we both fanboyed out and now we're boys and he's, he's actually speaking at the virtual event as well. Four-time Emmy winner, not a bad add to the, the list. But, NBD, um, NBD. Yeah, yeah dude, it's, it's pretty cool. That's epic, man. That's epic. Um, what is something that you were sure about in your 20s that you no longer believe? Um, that you have to be one-sided in politics. Oh, okay. That's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude, I was so staunch one way and I wouldn't allow anybody to change my mind and my realization of what human beings are versus the, the lack of importance of government um, is, has been the big awakening since the early 20s, since Very my early cool. 20s. I didn't see that coming, right? Like I thought that we'd just be like, dude, we've just been talking about this the whole time. Like I already answered <laughs> it in long form. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then what's, your, what's either the favorite piece of advice um, that you've ever received or your favorite piece of advice you'd like to get? Yeah. So my favorite piece of advice uh, is actually something my mom said to me. And so when my first business that I was building crashed and I'll kind of, I'll very quickly go through that story. It was with the live events. um, And we had a, we had, we had some light success locally where our seminars were doing well. And we did an expo for nonprofits because where I live has a lot of nonprofits. So we saw the opportunity and we kind of took advantage um, and then we, we were like, let's take everything that we made in this business. We'll put it into a business expo. We paid a speaker a lot of money to come speak. Uh, and we ended up selling three tickets to the event. <laughs> and so we lost every dime we made. Um, the three tickets that we sold were actually through Groupon, which if you know how that works, you have to cut the price in half, then they get half of what you're, you're selling it for. Um, and so we made about $65 on this, this event where we spent about $25,000. And so we shut the doors on the business and I called my mom and I told her that, Hey, we're not going to move forward with, with the business. And she goes, Justin, she's like, you've done so well, keep your head up and keep moving forward. And at the time it didn't really resonate. Um, and I actually brought this up. I, I gave the eulogy at her funeral and I brought it up during that, that moment. But I realized later before she passed, thank goodness. But, but years later I realized that it was so much more powerful because the realization that setbacks and failures and heartbreaks and all these things are going to happen in your life no matter what. But as long as your head is held high 
and you're still marching in the right direction, you're going to be all right. Failure doesn't matter. Going broke doesn't matter. Getting evicted doesn't matter. I actually have a dear friend who's been evicted three times and now is a massive successful business. Like none of that matters as long as you're headed in the right direction or doing the work that you need to do. And so it was my mom simply saying what a mom would say to her son in support. Um, that was so eye-opening for me. And to realize that like, as long as you keep moving in the right direction, that's the key. As long as you're moving in the right direction, you're going to be all right. And uh, that, was, that was the game changer for me. Love that, man. Thanks for sharing that. You know, before I ask you the last question, I'd like to give people the, the opportunity to promote. Before, before I, I want to talk about your event. Before we even start talking about your event, uh, unsubscribe for me and subscribe to the Growth Now Movement, right? Like, like to me, the, the, you don't have to unsubscribe for me, right? But like your podcast is incredible. You are, you are the guy that I have modeled my interview style after. Right. So anybody listening to me will like your podcast as is obvious because we're so aligned, but I want to talk about your event, man. You said that you said that you wouldn't do it unless you're going to make it better than everybody else. Tell me, tell me all the awesome shit that you're doing. That's going to differentiate this from a whack ass zoom call. (laughs) So yeah, we're not using zoom. So that's, that's one thing I'm using. I'm using a great platform that I found through hours of searching uh, called Excel events, which allows a number of things. One, it allows human interaction between all the attendees. Like, as you know, more than probably most Pablo is that like events are about connecting. Yes. Like, yeah, we can get all the information we want, but at the end of the day, let's realize something. Number one, it's almost too much information. Number two, uh, a lot of times this won't be the case, but a lot of times it doesn't relate. And number three, you're 95% of the people who are going to attend most events don't take action post event. The importance is the human connection the finding the right person to help you get to the next level. So what this platform allows me to do is not only have incredible speakers, which I do, Anthony Trucks, Natalie Jill, Brooks Holland, uh, Nick Santanastasso, and just amazing people are going to teach you how to build a business, how to grow, how to do all the things that you need to do. There's opportunity for one-on-one speed dating type of connection, which can then lead to greater connection. So what you can do is connect with somebody and then reconnect with them and hop on calls through this platform without exchanging phone numbers and all that stuff because you don't know the people and get on Zoom calls with them and get to know them a little bit more and understand who they are and how can you add value to their life. Here's a fun little mix. During these speed dating types of things, don't be surprised if you run into some of the speakers. Because I, because that was the thing about my event. I said, look, this isn't just my speakers are speaking and then they disappear. My speakers were at the after party dancing with the attendees. My speakers were at the VIP happy hours. They were doing all these things. So how do I do that? Cool. They're going to be in the speed dating thing. Don't be surprised if you run into them. Um, there's going to be mu- live music from incredible LA recording artists during lunchtime. There's going to be yoga. There's going to be meditation. There's going to be all these things that I intertwined. There's also a happy hour uh, that I just recently added with Mike Kim, who we were talking about earlier. Uh, we're going to talk, obviously, we're going to teach you something, but bring a drink because both Mike and I will have a drink. And Mike we are drinks. Going to talk. Yeah, he does drink. That is for sure. Follow him on, I, I tell everybody to follow him on social yeah. media. He's great. He's one of my favorites. Um, but we're going to talk copywriting with a drink in our hand. So it's called Copywriting Shaken, Not Stirred really excited about the name um, and, and what, and obviously the information that's going to come. So yeah, man, you know, like I said, I wanted to create the excitement of a live event virtually. And, and I feel like, I feel like we have the right things in place. Now it's yeah. about executing, you know, you always have that fear. I told you what I was struggling with in the beginning here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now it's about execution and I hope that you and all your people, I know you're going to be there, but I hope all your people are going to join us as well because it's super affordable. Um, and it's just going to be an exciting time. I love it, dude. Listen, I, I, I didn't really know the differentiating points, right? But you hit everything that I give a shit about. 
<laughs> like, like, yes, it is about enabling connection and how you do that via an online platform. Not a lot of people have figured it out. I've seen some people do it well and everything you're saying bodes right into everything that I've seen that actually works well. And I can't wait to be, there. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously there, right? Like I'm going to it. My boy Rich is still going to go to it. Uh, shout out to Rich Richie. And I want to encourage anybody there, right? Like if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't had the, the gumption to reach out to me just to connect, connect with me there, right? Like, like I, I would love to do that. And uh, I would love to meet you if you're listening to this and come to this event. I think it's going to be awesome. I am a connoisseur of events and I have no doubt in my, in my mind that it's going to be awesome, right? So could not back it up anymore. And full disclosure, I am not an affiliate, right? I'm just a fan. Um, <laughs> I don't even right. have affiliates for this. Exactly, like, exactly. That's just not, that's usually not how I roll. Um, no. And then of course we do the live event. We're hoping we can all be together in person in 2021. Yeah. Uh, and there's ways that they can kind of do a combo ticket and all that stuff too. But like the end cool. of the day is I want to build community of people who are there yes. to help each other grow. Yeah. Uh, and this is just, you know, this is just the COVID way of doing it. And I found a cool way to do it and just, we're going to execute on it now. And listen, I, you know, another valuable piece of it, Justin, is that we're not putting this rabbit back in the hat. Like there is, Events will come back, but online events aren't going anywhere. So if you're, yeah. if, you're, if you're out there experiencing a really well thought out online event is something you should invest in because this is, this is something that's not going away. You're going to get to learn, make decisions on. It's like the first time you go to a virtual summit, you're like, oh, okay, this wasn't that big of a fucking deal. But like now, now you get to understand this new version of doing it by somebody who's put in a lot of work is really focus on over delivering it. And it'll give you a new standard of just like, yeah, I get it. You don't want to do that stupid ass zoom happy hour on a Thursday night with the same old people, like 40 people just speaking over each other. This will, this will allow you to understand which events you want to go to in the future, which yeah. I think is, which isn't going away, right? Like this is going to evolve. So I think that that by itself yeah. is very valuable. Yeah, I think it's going to evolve. But, you know, at the same time, I think that live events will come back with a vengeance because people are going to really want yeah. it. Uh, yeah. If this goes according to plan, and, I, and, and, uh, and this is me, like this is a great example of like how my entrepreneurial mind works. There's a lot of ifs and this could never happen or it might happen. But like if it does well, if, if people like it, I'll, I'll find a way to do it every year. I'll do both. Exactly. Um, That's what I'm saying. So, people will be and, doing both. And the reality is this, dude complete transparency. This is not making me any money. If anything, I'll lose money on this virtual event. It's about community for me. Yeah. Uh, it's not about the dollar. It's about community. Um, and when that, and when that's the factor, when that's the thing, that's when you know it's going to be a good time. Like we're just going to have a freaking good time and we're going to learn a ton of shit. Like, cool. <laughs> sign up like gnmlive.com slash virtual. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you just kind of shortcutted my last question there, but like my last question is always where, where do you find community? Yeah. Um, for me, I mean, obviously I've always found community and events that, that are, are, that collect like-minded people. Um, I've been fortunate enough that uh, I can now hold my own event, but I've also used the tool of podcasting to build my community. And I believe that community can be built anywhere, but you have to be really intentional about what that community should be. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, live events, my event, uh, and my podcast has allowed me the opportunity to create community. And if anybody wants to get to know me a little bit more, I mean, Instagram's a really cool spot to connect and, and kind of go from there. I try my best to produce some content that makes sense. So yeah. I'm gonna link all that, man. And, and listen, you're a perfectly shining example of a concept that I say all the time. It's like, be the bat signal for the community that you want to create around you, right? Like be the bat signal for what you want in the world and it'll attract people. And that's what you've done with your podcast, with your events and all that stuff. And 
Dude, I, I just have to, like, I got to pinch myself that we just had this conversation. I want to thank you, man. I, I really just genuinely want to acknowledge you for, for the positive impact that you've had on my life, right? Like, you, really, I was, my, you know, I've gone through your four last questions in my head a million times. And my biggest moment of growth in, in that period is when your podcast is, it coincided with your voice being inside my ears, in my headphones, walking the dogs in the morning. And there was a moment where I really thought that I was like at my wits end and I needed to, like, I was like, I was like, all right, this is money made. This is where I asked. This is where I like, I need to get shit from people. And you came on and said, when you feel like you are at your end and you have nothing else to, to give and you need to take, give more. And it made so much sense to me. And I took that route. And from the moment that I took that route, my life has been on a pretty constant upward trajectory, man. So like you're just in that microcosm of a moment, your influence it really, really has meant a lot to me. And they say, don't meet your heroes, man. But like from the moment that I've started interacting with you, man, you've never let me down. And it's really, really incredible, man. So I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you because you always say I appreciate you. And, uh, and thank you for spending this time with me, man. And I'm, I'm just pumped to continue to grow the relationship with you, bro. I really appreciate you. Dude, thank you so much. Like that, first of all, I'm honored to, that you invited me on, truly. Like anytime somebody wants to take the time to have a chat with me or consume my content or whatever, I'm, I'm always honored, man. And um, I do appreciate you. And I, and I, do, I use that term a lot um, because I've realized that this world of influence, I hate the word, but this world of influencers is a load of crock. Um, and I'm just grateful and truly appreciate anybody who wants to, wants to pay attention, click a like button, hit the play button, whatever, man. And like what you do for me from talking about my show to attending my shit, to inviting me on your podcast, like that's, that means the world to me. And it really does, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I can call you a friend. I can't wait to hang out with you in person again. Um, I may be in Florida in November, just a heads up, but, but yeah, man, this has been, um, this has been a ton of fun, dude. You're good at this shit. Keep going. Appreciate it, man. Thanks. Thanks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation right there as much as I did. Listen, Connect with Pablo is a content marketing community creation agency. The bottom line is that if you can start creating content that can give value to your customers or audience while creating strategic relationships through it, you can have a content machine that allows you to tell the story of your business through the value you are creating while gathering people together. If you're curious about that or know someone who could be, please shoot me an email at you should at connectwithpablo.com or hit me up on Instagram or LinkedIn through the profiles tagged in the show notes. If you just want a quick pick me up and some tactical advice right before walking into a room full of strangers, go to connectwithpablo.com Watch the five-minute video about how to walk into a room and not feel like you're all alone and or download the little cheat sheet on how to do just that. I have a lot of my friends that I've done networking with me for a long time tell me that they love watching that thing and carrying it around when they're walking into a networking event or they're walking into a conference or sometimes even if you're just walking into a wedding and you don't know anybody, right? It has a lot of use for it. I invite you to check it out if you need it. I really hope you stick around, connect with me, and start leaning into finding value in others and feeling like you have value to give yourself. It'll make the world a better place, I promise. Until the next episode, I am Pablo Gonzalez, your 
Chief Executive Connected.